1: Welcome to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. I am your co-host, Brett Jones, here with Mike Perry, putting on my best 70s DJ voice to launch this episode of the podcast talking about progression and longevity in training. Mike, how are you today?
0: That sounded pretty good. That was more of like uh, maybe you just had a couple too many packs of cigarettes over the weekend. Um, I'm just kidding. Brett does not smoke large, just tell them large, large, large ah. <laughs> that's like every, uh, every person, every, every like hometown woman uh, in like where I grew up, it's like Cumbies in the morning. Give me my coffee and some miles That's like every single morning where I grew up. And it is true. I th- Give me my dunks and my miles and my scratch ticket. If you're from Massachusetts, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and if, see, we, Right away, off that's awesome. a tangent. Um. Anyways, we are talking about longevity, but I'm going to let you roll with it because I just already started talking about Pee Wee Herman movie. So let's roll.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, this is something that's been coming up not only in my own training, uh, uh, but in, um, in in for some of my students and and people that I work with, and um. So it's some it's some pitfalls and it's some some areas where when you're when you're training for a long time. And, and I'll, I'll speak specifically towards, you know, the iron cardio work that I've been doing for um, coming on three years now. Um, and, you know, when you stick with a program for that long and you make progress within the program, you're going to, you, you run into some, some pitfalls. I did just uh, have a birthday and level up uh, to 52. Um, so, you know, as I, get longer in the tooth there's some you know a little bit of aging considerations and things like that but uh and we were kind of talking about it before you know in our hours of research and discussion leading into uh recording this podcast uh we were talking about mm-hmm. there's a there's a business book that's uh titled uh, what got you here won't get you there and that's true and not true to your point earlier uh, about training progression. Because the mistake that I've only made about 50 times, and I'm probably not counting another 50 times that I've made the mistake, is you make a progression in your training. You set a PR. I had a student that uh, had been training consistently with like the 28, 32, 24, 28, uh, 24, 28, 32. Buys a 36. He's never even touched one before. Boom, presses it first time. And his comment to me was, well, I'm gonna start training with a 36. And I said, well, wait a second. Don't forget what got you here. What got you here was the 28 and a 32. It wasn't the 36. So we have a tendency when we train is when we set a PR, when we make a, a progression, we think, okay, this is where I live now. Um, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> or it shouldn't be. So I'll speak sp- specifically for myself. For you know, I initially started into iron cardio with the 24, uh, um, started, you know, working in the 32, made some really good progress there, double 24, 32, started um peppering in the 36 kilo. Then I reached a point where I was doing most of my training with the 36 kilo. I was trying to make that my where I live. And peppering in the 40 and doing specific sessions at the 40 and double 36 from double 32 work. And I forgot that those are things I should visit that I live at the 32 and double 32 kind of uh, area. And so what got me to being able to do sessions with the 40, with double 36, was work with the 32 and double 32s and so you know getting back to peppering in the 36 doing mm-hmm. some sessions at these heavier weights and and I think it's that conversation of don't forget what got you here and uh remember where you live
0: yeah yeah absolutely you know pr is a place you visit not a place where you live and uh, I think it's important for people to understand that now if you get to a point where at any given day you can pick up your PR. Cool. It's not a PR anymore. It's just a training weight. And then you have a different PR and you have to start the process all over again. So, um, and I think it's important advice, uh, because I think, uh, especially with, with men, um, I'm not saying all men, but some men have a little bit of a meat headedness in them or a little bit of the used to right. The uncle Rico effect where they think that they could do everything that they did when they were younger. And, um, that's that's a tough thing for a lot of individuals to really understand and and quite often uh the only way that they learn is by touching the stove right they go and do something dumb and then they injure themselves and uh it happens all the time and 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 i think as you get older and if you do take care of yourself and you feel good you you sometimes think oh man i can probably do a little bit more than i have been doing and and uh that's a dangerous thought because just because you feel good doesn't mean that you're capable of doing a bunch of other things that are crazy. Now, if you want to start to introduce those things and pepper them in, to use Brett's terminology, then go for it. But it's the same thing, right? If you want to get back to sprinting, don't just take off and do a bunch of sprints because you're going to end up like Kevin Hart. And I don't know if you saw that video, but he went and sprinted against a former Patriot and basically like tore his adductors and and really got jacked up. The dude couldn't walk. And that's a perfect example of a guy that trains. He does, he exercises. He's a fit dude and his ego got in the way because he thought, oh, I can sprint. But he went out there, he went against a former NFL player and tried to race him and completely blew parts off the car, right? Now, if that dude was sprinting on a program every week, day in and day out, he probably wouldn't have done that. But he tried to do something that his body wasn't capable of. And, um, that that's not good because he, he ended up doing so, so much damage that he was in a wheelchair. So, you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. And, and I think that absolutely applies, uh, in the world of, of strength training because a PR, right? Like, you know, I could put a bunch of weight on the ground right now that I haven't lifted in, in a long time and probably stand up with it in some way, shape or form. But it would not be wise. And uh, the only thing I'm proving is that I'm an idiot and that I don't understand training and how to take my own advice. But no, seriously, it's just I think a lot of people just try to do things that they they've always been able to do. And they don't think about, you know, one, the journey or, or the repercussions of thinking that way, because like I know I could go sprint really hard right now and get hurt. Like that is 1000% what would happen, you know, and, and just like you, Brett, like you could go down and you could probably grab a, a heavy, heavy kettlebell and do a pistol, but how's your knee going to feel later? <laughs> like, you know, that's my point. And I think we need to, we need to really think about that as we, we think about age and longevity, because, um, a lot of it's just about decision-making.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, not, not forgetting the, the base uh you know where you live versus where you visit and uh another example is uh i had been asked to uh, uh film some uh, uh a certain protocol strong endurance and kettlebell axe protocol and it's a it's a rep every 20 seconds and um you know i have a 56 kilo bell so i you know was knocking it off with the 36 kilo bell dead swings and um which i can do and i did 20 minutes of it the other day but I had done that a few times and really just a couple of them were just filming attempts where I was just trying to get it on film so I could be done with it. Um, others were actual training sessions because it actually is a really good protocol. Um, and it, and it's uh, it's really interesting. But my knee was a little grumpy. Um, and then I hadn't done it for a few weeks. And then I did it again uh, a couple days ago. And guess what was grumpy again? My knee. So and if you look at the video, and it, it was on Instagram, uh, if you if you look at the video, the swings are good. Um I always think there's something I could do better in my swing, but the swings were good. But afterwards, I'm like, hey, there's that knee again. Guess what's now down in the basement? My 56 kilo bell. <laughs> um, I don't need to be tempted to have that around. And if I want to do that protocol again. I'll probably use double cleans and i have double 32s now sneaky thing then that's a 64 kilo load not a 56 kilo load uh but the trajectory the path of the clean is just different enough to where it's 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 uh it is a different move and i think it'll be better accepted by the 52 year old chassis. That I'm driving around. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, the, the decision-making, um, and kind of shifting into the longevity conversation. I remember coach Boyle saying quite some time ago is basically don't tell me how your athletes are doing today. Call them in 10 years and see how they're feeling. That's okay. when you're going to know, you know, the results of your, of your, of your routine. Now, I've been swinging bells and training with kettlebells for over 20 years now Um, uh, that's, that's longer than most people do most things (laughs) in in, in their life. Uh, very few people have cars that old. I have t-shirts that old, but it's totally different conversation. Um, so I've been doing this a while and I've, I've progressed and, and done different things within it, but I see myself doing this kettlebell training and iron cardio and things like that for another 20 years. Um, I am now the same age as my dad was when he had a heart attack and quadruple bypass. Um, you know, that's a little bit of a a reality check when you, when you hit that point and you're like, oh, this is when X happened to this person in my life or this person that I know. Um, so, you know, I, I want to be doing this for another 20 years. So the decision-making and focusing on feeling good. Now, my strength is. My strength is good. Like I said, swinging the fifty-six, fine. Doing double thirty-two work, fine. Can I visit double thirty-six? Yes. Can I visit the thirty-six and forty? Yes. I'm gonna live at the thirty-two for now, and and make my visits uh, in in other directions. Um, So that the mindset is so important, Um, and then you know changing you know, we'll, I'll be coming up here in November and, and, uh, getting another product, uh, on, on the works for, uh, for strong and fit. And, uh, the whole concept is in, you know, kind of staying balanced out and staying, um, uh, healthy. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm the first person to say it, but until somebody corrects me, I'll take credit for it. Um, uh, the only place fitness comes before health is in the dictionary. Um, you need to be healthy first, and if you're injured and you're constantly trying to deal with your tweaks, you're not healthy. So um, you can go George Hackenschmick, health cannot be divorced from strength, or it's either strength cannot be divorced from health. I don't care which direction you you put it in. It, either it, way. It works either way. So, um, and, and, and that means being smart in your training, and we'll expand on that in a second.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, sort of that, that got me thinking about sort of some basic sort of guidelines on, you know, in our opinion, uh, ways to, uh, enjoy the aging process. Right. And, uh, and, and keep your body thriving versus, uh, you know, um, feeling beat up and, and losing your mobility. And I'm not necessarily talking about joint mobility, but literally the ability to get from point A to point B, whether or not you have the ability to walk, or if you're going to have to be walking with, you know, a walker or, you know, a wheelchair down the road, that's what I'm talking about is as far as mobility. And, and, and it's interesting when you, when you've worked with individuals that have been in, uh, situations where they've had strokes or, you know, traumatic accidents, it's mobility means two different things. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the times in the world of, of, uh, personal training and health and fitness and and strength and conditioning, we talk about joints and, you know, what is that, you know, what is the purpose of joint mobility or why do we need joint mobility or active or passive, but we don't think about like, you know, sort of global mobility, just the bit, the ability to get from point A to point be by yourself without any assistance. And uh, I think a lot of us, you know, forget about that, um, especially when we're younger. And and that sort of ties into what you're talking about with Boyle. It's like, you know, I've been very fortunate enough to work with individuals uh, in their 80s and 90s. And and I've learned so much from those people. But, um, you know, when we talk about training, and I educate them on the process, and I learned from them, by the way, I've never heard anyone ever say to me, Mike, I wish I did more high intensity interval training. Um, I wish I lifted heavy all the time. You know what they said? said, I wish I just kept my body healthy enough to, to play with my kids or just live on my own and do daily activities. And I gradually lost that from, it's usually from one initial accident or one occurrence in which really sort of dropped down their ability to to do things on their own, right? Maybe they were operating at a certain point and because of this uh, accident or this occurrence that, you know, 30% of what they were able to do is no longer there. Well, guess what? They just kept on trying, but they didn't restore function. And then, you know, it just starts to add up. And next thing, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're needing a walker and you're needing a wheelchair. And um, look, I mean, it, it, Let's just say this. I, I've been fortunate enough to work with individuals that have been in wheelchairs. And um if they had the option of being able to stand up and or be in a wheelchair, they've always would chose to be more uh, you know, have more function in their lives. And look, and I understand a lot of this is not uh of anyone's choice. So please don't hear what I'm not saying. Um, but what I am saying is the people that you know, understand what have happened to their body and understand the aging process. They all said, I just wish I spent more time like, they really meant like having the ability to move, but they said stretching or yoga or Pilates, or I don't think they necessarily knew, but I think they all knew the importance of, I wish I did more things so my body could be more mobile and strong. And and no one ever talks about high intensity, this, or, you know, going crazy in the weights. It was always just about like, I wish I did more to prevent the aging process. And that's why we're so adamant about this topic because, um, you know, we, we work with people and we've seen it on all ends of the spectrum. I mean, you've worked in a, a hospital face fitness facility. So it's like, man, talk about seeing individuals at every point of their fitness journey. Right. And um, but having the ability to maintain your global mobility is one of the biggest gifts you can ever get. But the problem is, is people don't, they don't think about the blessing of, being able to walk around on your own until something really bad happens.
1: Absolutely. And uh, in addition to the exercise piece, um, sleep, hydration, nutrition, stress.
0: Yeah. Stress. Tell me about it. Gosh, man, we could, we need to get some experts on this because I'm just, I need it for myself. (laughs) Well, and, and look at uh, the, the, the
1: example that usually comes up is, is look at a president at the beginning of their term and at the end of their term. And especially if it's an eight-year eight term, they haven't aged eight years; they've aged sixteen or twenty years. Like the, it, it is drastic and dramatic. And you can you can pull up uh, pictures of people, you know, uh, before they went into combat and after they came out of uh, combat and, and a, a longer kind of war uh, uh, combat situation, uh, and you can just see a change you know stress is um you know something we should all be trying to manage uh in in some fashion and tools to do that are not only sleep hydration nutrition but it can be counseling it can be um having those outlets having positive relationships in your life uh where you can unload you know we all need to unload and 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 talk about what's stressing us and um But, you know, to come back to the well, more physical side of things, that sleep, hydration, nutrition, um, you know, big deal, big, big deal. And uh, I've been through time frames where my sleep was was bad. And, uh, man, it it sucks. <laughs> it's just it is no fun at all because you, you got to keep going. But uh, you're just not re- recovering and, and regenerating the way that you should. And that's when you recover. Like, I think so much focus gets put on. Um, the training stress, and then trying to recover from the training stress, but you're trying to do that on four hours of sleep a night. And it's like, you're, you're missing the boat. You, you, you don't need to spend the money on that recovery tool X. That's pop, popular right now. You need to get your butt to sleep for seven to nine hours. And, and, you know, maybe it's a new mattress. Maybe it's a, you know, that that's Gray's um, <clears throat> specific adaptations to imp- impose demands the organism's specific adaptation to the environment's imposed demands. Um, You can keep trying to tweak the organism, but if it's an environment issue, you're not going to be successful. And you can keep trying to tweak the environment. And if you don't fix the organism issue, you're not going to have success. So defining, so what do I mean by that? If your mattress is bad or your pillow and or mattress is bad and you're having trouble sleeping and you keep taking you know, melatonin or whatever, supplement X or whatever, and you don't change the mattress, good luck changing your sleep. Yep. Now, if the mattress is good, but you are um, doing something before you go to sleep that prevents you from sleeping well, and you need to de-stress, put some strategies in place to help you sleep better, but you keep trying to change mattresses and change pillows and you're not dealing with that, um, organism issue, your sleep isn't going to improve. So being able to have that conversation and separate out organism or environment, where's the problem? Cause if you're trying to push on the wrong one, you're, you're going to have a problem constantly trying to recover from your training. So you keep trying different programs. Well, You're eating McDonald's two times a day um, and and, uh, drinking too much and you're having relationship stress and your sleep is off. I don't care what program you do. (laughs) You have a bunch of organism stuff that needs to get tweaked. So separate organism and environment. And if you can have that conversation kind of ongoing as you look at the longevity of your training and process in your life, you're going to have better answers and better conversations surrounding it.
0: You know what I think the reality is? I think that there are a lot of people that are out there and their baseline sort of is they feel like shit all the time and they don't even know that they feel like shit all the time because look, if you don't have sleep, hydration and nutrition dialed in, right? You can get away with, you know, one of those off for a little bit. Um some are going to be more impactful than the others, but right away if one out of those three things is off, you're going to have more stress in your life because you're going to get more irritable. You're going to get tired at different parts of the day, right? Um, your your workouts are going to be like crap. You're probably going to be more hangry, right? Um, your decision making isn't going to be there. You're not going to be able to, to focus at work. If you can't focus at work, you can't do a good job. You can't earn the money and get that promotion. So look, I mean, everything is this cascade effect, You got to get those big three and if those three are not dialed in then you need to start with that and that's the problem is everybody thinks it's a lack of supplements it's like you know oh i can just power through i could you know i can just i can operate on uh you know four hours of of sleep in 25 red bulls like really or or maybe you've just been operating on four hours of sleep forever because you don't even know what it feels like to operate on eight hours of sleep. And maybe if you got eight hours of sleep, you'd actually understand what it feels like to be truly productive, right? So that's a big part of it. It's all about getting those big rocks taken care of. And then I'm not saying it's gonna drastically fix every single part of your life, but I know this, if you're getting a good night's sleep and you wake up refreshed, it's a little bit better than waking up hungover, overtired and feeling like absolute trash. And the same thing, like. Look, people know what it feels like to be de- dehydrated. It's an awful feeling. And, and some people get impacted way differently than others. And, and, and same thing with nutrition, man. Like, you know, why don't I feel good? Well, cause you eat a bunch of shit day in and day out and it's all processed food and it's just not doing anything good for your body. In addition to that, you have other bad habits and people, you know, are, they're looking for the pill or they're looking for the supplement, but they, they gotta get those big three and then if you get those big three, and then all the other fitness-related stuff we're talking about, on top of that, you've got a pretty good shot.
1: Absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. The uh, so, coming back to the exercise end of things, um, the uh, the other thing that I think is maybe a missing component for for some people out there is uh, coaching. There's a reason I don't do my taxes have an accountant do my taxes. I don't, I don't want people to hear, hear, hear me say I'm not doing my taxes. I pay my taxes. I do my things, but I have an accountant do it because I know what I don't know. And I do not understand my taxes. Um, it was funny This I've been working with the same accountant for quite some time. And I, I remember sitting down with him for the first time and kind of brought my notes in and he laughed at me. He sat across the desk from me. It's like, you're kidding, right? I'm like, no. It's like, okay, go back home, do these 15 things, and then come back to see me. Um, so I know what I don't know. And um, I think exercise is one of those things that people just assume they know how to do. Yeah. And um so getting some coaching,
0: whatever you want to be good at. I I don't care.
1: Get no, some Fred, coaching. It has, it has to
0: be kettlebells, has to be kettlebells because you're a kettlebell guy.
1: Well, yes, (laughs) but no, (laughs) but yes, but no, I I do recommend them for everybody. Yes. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's I I think that's a and when you look at that longevity component, getting some good quality coaching and having somebody to touch base with and and really uh, constantly check in on your form and uh, progress your form and progress your programming and, and have that outside voice that can say, uh-uh, that's not where you live. This is where you live. That's where you visit. Don't forget what got you here. Like Those those sort of messages. And, and it doesn't mean you have to hire somebody for you know three days a week for the rest of your life. Uh, you might get started with some intense coaching, and then it might be a once a month or once a quarter check-in to say, this is what I've been doing. This is where I'd like to go. What, where, where do we want, where do we want to go from here? So I think coaching is another, one of those things that, uh, you know, we tend to maybe not get enough of.
0: Oh yeah. We, man, we all need, we all need uh, sort of coaching or, or, or even dare I say mentoring, right? We all need guidance from people that are better than us or have more experience than us. And that's not a bad thing. And, uh, and I would even argue that you can, you know, you can do that with various aspects of your life, whether it's, you know, personal or, or, uh, sports or, uh, sort of mental or or business wise. I mean, look, coaching is a cool thing. And, and we have the opportunity as coaches to impact people, especially in the world of health and fitness, it's, you know, we we can be proactive with this stuff and not reactive. And I think that's that's the key to longevity and health is, is being proactive and uh, you know, doing those things day in and day out, the art of preventative maintenance, right? It's like changing the oil in your car. If you do all the right things, not saying that your car's not going to last, but you know, if you do all the right things, you just give yourself a better opportunity to, uh, to, to live a healthier life or have a car that's going to last a little bit longer, regardless. Um, it's not guaranteed, but it, it gives you a little bit better chances, right? It's like if you're trying to hit the lottery, if you buy more tickets, it's probably going to help. So, um, I, I don't even bother with that stuff, but anywho, um, Brett, before we, uh, before we close this one down, any other words of wisdom, movie quotes, uh, Special news, anything else you want to share with us, Brett? It's all you. Uh, I made it sound like was something big a, was coming, but no, it's
1: not. E- exactly. I was having a conversation earlier today with a friend of mine, Adam Pierre. Uh, and and Adam's somebody that's been, he's a strong first instructor and and um, he's a great guy. And somebody that I've worked with some and, and uh, we were having a conversation. And uh, what he tells his people is exercise should serve your life. And I think that is a missing perspective. Um, people want to have their lives serve their exercise. Uh, but exercise should serve your life. Um, mm-hmm. He measures success in exercise with the time that he can spend with his daughter. The time that he can spend hiking with her and, and going on trips with the family and, and you know, being a, a, a good dad. So exercise serves his life. Uh, he doesn't serve his life to exercise. And I think that's a, that's a perspective and it highlights the importance of exercise. It is, it is a huge part of maintaining this meat suitcase that we get to drive around the universe
0: and uh, be, you know, be, uh, I just thought, I just thought of a picture for the next <laughs> podcast. I don't know if they make a meat suitcase. I actually don't think I should Google that. Uh, I'm not going yeah,
1: to. <laughs> We're just don't um, nobody, nobody Google that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody sorry. Googled that.
0: Uh, this my, this um, is my brain. This is my poor wife. God and poor Brett. Yes. You have to deal with my, I'm sorry. Quite but anyways. Uh, but yeah, I, I
1: think that's a good perspective thing. And then just, you know, play the long game. Play the long game. Uh, don't get so lost in the, in, in the, you know, setting goals is fine. And we've talked about this before on another podcast. Like right now, I don't have a goal. I just, I enjoy training. And I think you have to reach that point um, where you. I'm going to train tomorrow because I enjoy training, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to get my work in. Um, I'm not training today because I'm too busy, and yes, that happens because that's life. Um, and play the long game.
0: Play the long game, just like Happy Gilmore. Well, friends. Thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate your support. If you enjoyed this podcast, do us a huge favor and give us a positive review on whatever platform you're listening to. And uh, also you could share it with your friends, family, colleagues, coaches, uh, anybody who think uh, you would think that would appreciate this. So uh, as always, we appreciate you guys and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, We're going to ask you for a favor. Please leave us some positive reviews. Be sure to subscribe and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thanks again for listening to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast.